Hey, this is Ashley Wright of the Sports with Ashley podcast. If you're a fan of the In the Zone network like me, you need to get your hands on some network gear from our online store. We got t-shirts, hoodies, bags, towels, and more. It's all here for you, our In the Zone fan. So get your hands on the latest gear at the In the Zone network online store. Remember, your order is 100% backed by Teespring Satisfaction Guarantee. Go online today at teespring.com slash in-the-zone-network. Yeah, I met Ashley right through a mutual friend on Facebook, Yarnell Boyd. And, um, you know, we, we was doing the single search basketball broadcast last year, and we were just trying to, you know, find some other ways to be able to kind of uh, broaden the broadcast. And so Ashley came along, and, and I watched one of her tapes from her doing the game of Ritma, and she is a true student of the game. Uh, she's so wise beyond her years, and she just brings something different from the network, and as she continued to mature and stuff, especially as a writer, she has her own blog, Sports with Ashley, and now she's one of the main contributors at In The Zone Network. You can find a lot of her stuff on her WordPress, so again, that's someone else. She's young. Uh, she has her whole future ahead of her, and I'm glad that she's a part of the network, the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you're listening to the In the Zone Network. This is it. name is Ashley Wright and welcome to an all new edition of the Sports with Ashley podcast. Joining me today is a friend of the network, a member of the network. He is the host of the A-Train show and the XFL STL talk show, Arlington Lane. Arlington, how are you? I'm doing good. Great, great. great to be back on uh, Sports with Ashley. Happy New Year to you, Ashley. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. I'm happy to be recording Sports with Ashley again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, For those who may not know, I am a college student, so sometimes it is hard to get these podcast episodes out, but I'm happy to be back and sharing, yeah. sharing new episodes with you guys. Um, but let's get into some things. So, Arlington, you're the host of XFL STL Talk Show. One, so, one of the two. One of the two. Um, <laughs> another host is Dirty. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Dirty's great, man. And uh, we have a lot of fun on the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, just been still pushing as we doing. So if I were to listen to your show, the mm-hmm. XFL STL talk show, what could I get from that show? Well, basically what you're going to get is you're going to get a lot of entertaining moments on the show. And um, myself and Dirty, you know, I... Dirty calls me the professional, and he's the unprofessional professional, as you have seen yeah. that <laughs> yeah. yourself. But, um, but yeah, we basically get you in tune with what's going on around uh, the St. Louis Battle Hawks is what we cover. But we also, you know, also cover uh, a bit around what's going on in the XFL itself. Well, I mean, we don't really talk about the other teams. We would just talk about the Battle Hawks, but like everything that's going on with the league itself, we'll talk about it. 
And recently, this past week, you all went to an event for the XFL where the XFL basically released its rule book. What are some of the changes or differences between the XFL and NFL rules that you've seen? And what's some rules for the XFL that you like that you're anticipating to see? Well, uh, I will tell you off off the cuff that one of the rules that I like the most was the um, one of them is the point after touchdown. You know, they remove the kicks. You know, in the NFL, you got to kick from two yards. Oh, excuse me, not even that. You got to kick from like 15 yards out now, you know, just to get an extra point. With the XFL, you know, you get an opportunity, which is actually a carryover from the old league back in 2001, is you get to uh, select which points you're going to go for. You're going to get a one-pointer, a two-pointer, or a three-pointer. One point is from two yards out. Uh, two-pointers from five yards out. And then you got a three-pointer from 10 yards out. So you get a chance to uh, score from any one of those areas, and it could be real vital to teams that are behind, mm-hmm. especially if they score. Say I got to go for uh, three points. If I'm down 18 points, one score with the PAT, I'm back in the game by just down nine. Right, and I was able to do some work through the network, and you were there joining me too at the Summer Showcase, and I was able to interview the commissioner, Oliver Luck. And upon that interview, I kind of got from that is the XFL wants the game to move a lot faster and a lot scoring. They want to make it exciting for fans. One of the rules that I saw is that the game clock will be a running game clock. How do you think that'll affect other teams that are down trying to come back? I know you mentioned the extra point Mm -hmm. is one of those things. But with the clock running, time isn't on my side. Here's the thing. There's an innovation that they're going to do. It's right now, currently it's in development. They're still doing it as of now. And they're probably going to be doing it within the next couple of weeks with the uh, training camp being in Houston. Is they're going to put uh, microphones inside the, the team's headsets. Certain players are going to get it. Mostly quarterbacks are going to get it. Mm-hmm. So they're going. the coaches are going to relay plays to those players so they can get the playoff. That's why they have the 25-second play clock. Now, let's get an understanding real quick of the 25-second play clock. It's basically going to be 32 seconds. And the reason why I say that is this. The 25-second play clock won't start until the ball is spotted. However, it's going to take about seven seconds to spot the ball. And there will be two ball spotters that will be out there on the field. Okay. So, once the ball gets spotted, the 25-second play clock begins. So, it's going to take about 32 seconds to get a playoff. Okay. And I also read that the kickoffs are designed to where touchbacks are virtually impossible. How did the XFL make this work? Well, they were, for months, they were working in uh, Mississippi. They worked with the Spring League, which is the feeder league for the NFL. They actually partnered up with the Spring League and said, hey, we need you guys to work on these rules with us for our new league that's coming out in 2020. So yeah, sure. So they worked with them mm-hmm. about the new kickoffs and the punts, mm-hmm. you know. So that played a big part in why you see the rules that's out there now. One of the other rules that they threw out was the double forward pass. Yeah, yeah. Which is you can make a pass as long as it doesn't cross the line of scrimmage. Okay. And then you can make another forward pass. So the other forward pass, how does that come into play? So I get it, you can make a pass as long as you don't 
crossed the line of scrimmage. Right. How does the second forward pass come into play? Well, it's kind of like a screen slash flea flicker kind of ordeal, you okay. know. Or uh, college college teams could utilize it if they wanted to, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? But they can't because they all have to do one forward pass. It has to be from behind, mm-hmm. which can lead to fumbles and and uh, other teams running back to the house, you know, and, and losing their possession. Right. So a forward pass in this case, you make one play, if that's converted, and then they can make another pass going forward. It can go to the right, can go to the left, whatever, as long as it's converted. And the one wrinkle is, if it's dropped forward, it's incomplete. Mm-hmm. And if it's dropped on the second pass, it's considered incomplete. It'll just go back to the same spot of the ball mm-hmm. was. So either way it go, if they drop the pass, it'll be incomplete. It won't be any fumbles, none of that on the first forward pass. Okay. So it has to be forward. If it's not forward, then it could be, could be a fumble. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, the vibe around St. Louis and the XFL and a new pro team in the St. Louis Battle Hawks, I feel like fans are excited. Is you, that what you're getting from? You fans? know what? We just did an event um, the other night at this place called St. Louis Hop Shop. Shout out to all of those that's over there. Uh, talk to Ryan and Jeremy, the co-founders. They are they do an amazing job over there. But when we went, that was a nice young crowd that's had Battlehawk jerseys on, so nice. they bought them already. Yeah, already. And so at the event that we went to in Fenton, they were wearing Battlehawks gear, mm-hmm. whether it was hats, shirts, jerseys, and it's hard. And when I say it's hard to get these merchandise, that's to let you know that St. Louis is looking forward to uh, bringing back professional football into town. That's exciting. That's yeah. very exciting. For those who are just now joining us, my name is Ashley Wright, and you are listening to the Sports with Ashley podcast powered by the In the Zone Network. I'm joined by Network I guess Everything. Professional. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Arlington Lane. Uh, host of the A-Train show and XFL STL talk show. We were just talking about the XFL and the different rules of the XFL and how it differs from the NFL. But Arlington, I kind of want to switch lanes. Still talking about football. Uh-huh. Still talking about the NFL. The NFL divisional playoffs start this weekend. Okay, I'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Right. Was there anything surprising that you <laughs> really wild card weekend? Really? You want <laughs> to talk about the surprise? Anything at all? Yeah, let's talk about Mike Vrabel's Tennessee Titans, okay? Yes, yes. And how they uh, how they uh, dismissed Tom Brady and the Patriots, man. It was the student that beat the teacher. Absolutely. And um, <laughs> how do you think Vrabel went about this win? What do you think Tennessee did differently to go into Foxborough, which is not an easy place to go to, especially during the playoffs, and defeat Tom Brady and the Patriots? He gave the ball to Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> That's all really that was to it. I literally said as the game was progressing, I said, I went on Facebook and I said, you know, this could be a problem. The Derrick Henry could be a problem for the Patriots, and lo and behold, he was. And not only that, it was his birthday, so yes. you know he had a chip on his shoulder yeah. for that game. Yeah, great birthday gift to himself. Yes, he did. But it wasn't even just that, though. Ryan Tannehill honestly surprised me that game as he well. Did. And how he's been able to utilize the weapons in Tennessee and the Tennessee offense, I think Vrabel did a great job. I don't think it's much of 
Mariota being sucky. I've seen some tweets about that. I think it's more so that Tannehill just fits that offensive scheme a lot more. Yeah, and it's more he's more of a game manager mm -hmm. at this point. And you know, when Tannehill was over in Miami, you know, they were expecting him to do a lot of things. Right. They're not expecting him to do a lot here in Tennessee because, mm -hmm. like you said, he fits that offensive scheme. And so, hand the ball off to, uh, hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, and then you know, bring in Deion Lewis for a little speed, little quick plays mm -hmm. and stuff, you know, and make throws that are efficient. Mm -hmm. That's how they won that game against the Patriots. And the Patriots defense wasn't really alike. They lost uh, Gilmore right, yeah. in the process, and so that was one of the big turnarounds for that game and I was you know as much as, much as I wanted to see the Patriots lose man I got to give a lot of credit to the Titans in the game plan I knew Vrabel was getting ready for that yeah and it's funny um colleague of mine has said to me big Patriot fan said Titans are gonna beat the Patriots really? I'm like are you serious yeah <laughs> and my colleague was like yeah I really do see that they're not going to beat New England. I mean that they were gonna uh, that New England wasn't gonna beat Tennessee, mm -hmm. and sure enough, it was all true. To me, I think obviously Derrick Henry is the focal point of that offense. Without Derrick Henry, you wouldn't be able to open up play action and get Tannehill to be able to showcase his arm the way that he was able to. Exactly, and Derrick is a big dude. He really is. He's huge. <laughs> I was like, he's huge. Whoa, he's huge. And I think we, when I seen him over at Alabama. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he didn't – I guess when you look at the offensive line and things like that, you didn't really see how big he really was, you know, standing alone by himself. Mm -hmm. but that dude is huge. Yes. And, I mean, him uh, for leading the league in rushing, you know, that's that's great. And I, I hope Tennessee pays him very well because he deserves every freaking penny. Yes, he does. And seeing that the high school stats that he had – where he ran for 15,000 yards, <laughs> 4,000 in his season year. It's unfair. It it's was. unfair. I like, like the kids just say, the hell with this. Right. Run, Here sir. Here you go. Here's the gap. Yeah, just run, man. Yeah. We're not, we not going to touch you. I promise. But as much as we talk about Tennessee offensively, their defense even showed up. And obviously, to end the game, Logan Ryan had a pick six. Logan Ryan used to play for the Patriots. So what do you think this says about – Tom Brady's play and kind of how people are harping on, oh, the cliff is coming. Father Time is undefeated. While that statement is very true, Tom is not going anywhere. And I hate saying that. Mm -hmm. Tom believes he can play three more years. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case, let him go, you know, to that one hit. <laughs> then that's when we'll say Father Time really got you. Yeah. And then Father Time stays undefeated. But if Tom says he can still play, He's going to keep playing. I don't think he's going to go anywhere sad because then you, you don't know who the Aaron Parent is going to be mm -hmm. for when he actually retires from from uh, from New England. And so, you know, it, it, it's just one of those moments where Brady made an Aaron throw and he, and he couldn't get him out the hunt. That, what really was the key was that punt play, and they got it down to the one-yard yes. line. Yes. And I was sitting back, and I'm like – there's no way Tom is going to get 99 yards out of this. But you know how he has been in his career where he can drive a team down the field and can make that happen. But it just looked like at that moment, 
there is no way he's going to get 99 yards out of this. Yeah, I agree. And speaking of that punt, Julian Edelman kind of had an uncharacteristic game. Not only was that punt uncharacteristic from him, but he dropped a couple passes in the fourth quarter that was also uncharacteristic. And Tom Brady really doesn't have that weapon such as Gronk. But Edelman... You, yeah, you hit it yeah, right there. Edelman has been, you know, kind of that second coming of a reliable receiver for Brady. But now this season it kind of shifted it's like it was too much pressure on him or something as much as i like ben watson as a player he's not rob gronkowski right and that's where kind of the difference was especially on the offensive end you know and it, it didn't look like a tom brady patriot offense it didn't and i think that's another thing where we sit back and we watch and it's like is it really the end for him it's not mm -hmm. he's gonna keep going but at this point it's like <laughs> we think it's the end, but he doesn't. Yeah. And so it's up to what I guess it's up to what he thinks, not what we think. If you are just now joining us, you are listening to the Sports with Ashley podcast powered by the In the Zone Network. I'm your host, Ashley Wright, and joining me is Arlington, the A-Train Lane. We're just talking about some NFL. We've been talking about the XFL. We've talked about Tom Brady and his possible cliff. But this weekend is the start of divisional playoff play for the NFL. And on Saturday, we have the Vikings versus 49ers. Yeah. We have the Titans versus Ravens. And then on Sunday, Texans versus Chiefs and Seahawks versus Packers. I kind of want to get into that Seahawks versus Packers game because today is Friday and <laughs> and today and tomorrow it's expected to be at least 10 inches of snow in Green Bay. How do you think this will affect that game? How do you think each team will be able to prepare for that game? I mean, I get that Green Bay plays in Green Bay, Seattle plays in Seattle, but you have to admit the elements are a big part of playoff football. First of all, neither of those teams are supposed to be there in the first place. Really? Really? <laughs> the Packers 13-3, and and they don't look like a 13-3 and team. What they makes you say that? A lot of uncharacteristic moments from this team. You would expect them to be 9-7. and seven. Okay. And that they wouldn't win the division. That kind of weird mess. But if you watch if you watch this Packer team, they find ways to win, man, at the most ugliest, ugliest times, ugliest moments. Matt LaFleur has been oh, I can't even explain it. Mm -hmm. How well, you know, and he's gotten his team, you know, to kind of go behind uh, you know, his uh, scheme of, of things, man. And, and Aaron Rodgers, I'm surprised he is here now. You know, and same thing with Seattle, man. They don't have they didn't have a running back for a long time and all of a sudden Marshawn Lynch is now back with the team. Yeah. And but Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, and one of the weapons, a key to this game as you speak about the elements, is gonna be DK Metcalf. Oh, I love him. I th he's, I a, he's a star. He's so rising. upset when he said he was going pro, man, but I knew he was gonna be he's rising. a great player. Yeah. And it's gonna be something, you know. Seattle plays in cold weather. Mm -hmm. You know, they I'm think they don't have a lot of snow. I haven't have seen ten inches of snow. <laughs> I, was, I, I haven't seen a game where they have played in a lot of snow, mm -hmm. but they do play in cold weather. Yes. And so that could play a part, you know. But I think if it's snowing as the game progresses, yeah, that's what's gonna be difficult. Mm -hmm. But as if I remember correctly. The last time that the Packers played in something like that, they lost to the Giants. Yeah. They lost to Eli Manning and the Giants. Yes, sir. They so, did. I'm, I 
think it's still going to be a good game, and and I think Seattle's going to pull it off. You do. I think that there's going to be an upset in that in, in that Green Bay game. Okay. I got Seattle on that one. And so I want to switch gears to the Vikings 49ers. Uh-huh. I didn't think that Minnesota would be able to pull it off against the Saints, especially <laughs> in New Orleans. They got some help. Yeah. So with I think so too. I think so too. They got some help. But nevertheless, Kirk Cousins did play a good game. Yes, he did. Dalvin Cook played a great game. Yep. Kyle Rudolph is peaking at the right time. Um, there's talks about Adam Thielen being able to play against the 49ers. At that 43-yard play in overtime, man, yeah. it, it played big. So what do you think about this game coming up? Do you think the Vikings will be able to play Cinderella throughout these playoffs they and could. possibly pull they it really off? They really could. Yeah. And, you know, was it was it last season when it was in Minnesota, the Super Bowl was in Minnesota? Yes. So No, no, no. No, it, wasn't. it was two, it was seasons, two seasons ago. ago. Yeah, because last season it was Atlanta. in Atlanta with the most dreadful Super Bowl. Yes. And we were so happy here in St. Louis yeah. about that. But my thing was, um, you know, it, it could be a good and probable run for them. I mean, the 49ers, you know, they back to being on top again, you know, in the NFC West. And even though they haven't played in the last two weeks and you know how I get number one and number two seeds, they, they can be vulnerable at times, mm -hmm. you know. Unless your name was the Patriots when they were in that that spot, mm -hmm. but um, it's gonna be interesting. And I think each number one and number two seeds are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. That means that goes for the Packers, that goes for the 49ers, that goes for the Ravens, and that goes for the Chiefs. Mm -hmm. You know, even one of them teams can drop. Even the Ravens going against the Titans could possibly happen but back to the Vikings and 49ers I gotta see what Jimmy G can do mm -hmm. I haven't seen Jimmy G do anything in a playoff setting you know this is his this is his time now right can he do it can he lead a team to a Super Bowl I think he will be able to but it's not even just him to me the 49ers is just a well-rounded team and they're getting starters back Quan Alexander right. and then the edge rusher D Ford I think that will definitely help them in stopping Dalvin Cook. That defense is uh, something not to uh, – it's a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, so. and I think that once you stop Dalvin Cook, you kind of take away the option for Kirk Cousins to be able to develop play action and throw downfield, whether you have Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen on your team or not. I think that they'll have to play across the middle of Dalvin Cook is stop and get Kyle Rudolph a lot more involved. But with the addition of Quan coming back, it's going to be harder to do that. The X factor is Jimmy Garoppolo, point blank. There's no way around it because you don't, you have never seen him in the in a playoff setting mm -hmm. where he has to lead a team now to possibly a, a Super Bowl ring. Mm -hmm. he, we don't know what will come off of that. You know, he, he had he had his moments during the season where he didn't look great at all. Right. And yet they still won. That's what's going to be the key here when we get to uh, to Saturday uh, when we get to this weekend is can Jimmy G lead the charge? If he can lead the charge, they'll be right there one step closer. Yeah. So for everyone that is just now joining us, you are listening to the Sports with Ashley podcast powered by the In The Zone Network. I'm your host, Ashley Wright, and today I am joined by the A-Train Arlington Lane. We've been discussing the NFL, we've been discussing the XFL, but now I wanna shift gears to the NBA. Yesterday, on Thursday, Russell Westbrook made his return to the Oklahoma City Thunder Arena, and there he was greeted by Oklahoma City fans with a video tribute, a standing ovation, all of that. What do you think about 
Oklahoma City showing him love, but not showing KD or James Harden that same treatment. Now, repeat that question again. So I want to I want to get this correct. Yeah. <laughs> Say so that again for me. Oklahoma City uh-huh. gave Russell Wilson. I mean Russell. Wilson, <laughs> Russell I thought Westbrook, I heard you say that. Russell Westbrook. Uh-huh. A video tribute. However, when Kevin Durant or James Harden returned to Oklahoma City, they did not receive that same treatment. What do you think about that? Well, James Harden played, what, a couple seasons Mm -hmm. before getting shipped off? But James Harden was part of that finals team. (laughs) Was he? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Was he? Yeah. Was he for real? Nevertheless, they made an appearance. They did. But Russell was the one that stood out. However, I, I don't like the fact that Kevin Durant doesn't get a lot of credit mm-hmm. you know because he was also part of those teams and granted he went to a team that went 73 and 9 the season before and won three rings after that mm-hmm. I don't see anything weak about that I'm like you gotta do what you can to win right mm-hmm. same thing is happening with why players are going together now because they all want championship runs and not stand with their original teams anymore right the the loyalty for team ball, I guess in baseball, basketball, football, and hockey is gone. Mm-hmm. It's gone. We the last that we've seen that was with Tim Duncan and Kobe Bryant. Nobody believes. Uh, I can't even say Dwayne Wade even more either. Right, because he he, he shipped. He went somewhere else too. Yeah. Same thing with Carmelo Anthony. There is no one player one team type of guy anymore mm-hmm. well i'm gonna sit here and play for my team no matter how bad they get that's gone everybody want to team up with each other now that's and so that makes it i mean they, they all want the same things though they all want they want rings and championships you know and they want the glory you know i just at this point with uh i'm gonna feel bad for uh Giannis. Yes. You think he's leaving? Hell yes. Where's he going? The Lakers. Oh, no. Yeah. The music stopped just in time. <laughs> Absolutely. No. Yes. No. Mm-hmm. No. If it's going to be an LA team. Then with the Clippers. If there's a move west, I could see him joining the Warriors. And I say that because mm. with Kevin Durant not there anymore, you're kind of filling in that spot, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so then you're going to have a healthy Clay. You're going to have a healthy Steph. Draymond but, is still there. But the question is going to be, is Clay going to stay there? Yeah. He resigned. He did turn a long-term deal, yeah. right? So they want to stay in lockup with each other, right? Uh-huh. Giannis going to the Warriors does make sense. It sounds beautiful. It does. <laughs> it sounds it really very does. beautiful. But I'm looking at it as, and another thing I'm going to say about Giannis is when LeBron retires, that's going to be the new hated player of the league. Yeah. I can, I can see it. Mm-hmm. If he makes that move. Oh, he's going to make that move. If he makes that move, he'll definitely be one of the most hated players. Oh, he's going to be the most He's going to be the most hated player while he's with the Milwaukee Bucks. I don't see it with the Bucks. Yes. You He's putting a swagger with himself. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what people are gonna hate about him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's definitely gonna happen. Yeah. Giannis is gonna be one of the most hated players 
in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I get it, Durant is still Durantula. I mean, you still, yeah, <laughs> you still hate it, even even while he's hurt now. Mm-hmm. You still hate it. He is very much so hated, and I'm glad that you you pointed that out because Kendrick Perkins made a tweet just ahead of Oklahoma City <laughs> dedicating a video to Russell and said that Russell Westbrook was the best player to put on a Thunder jersey. Now, <laughs> Kevin had a lot to say about that. Kevin Durant kind of harped on Kendrick Perkins averaging like two points and three <laughs> rebounds as a starter for that <laughs> finals team. What do you think about Kendrick Perkins calling out Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant kind of retaliating? He know he was poking the bear. Yeah. Kendrick know what he was doing when he did that. But it was just how Ken, uh, Kevin roasted him after the fact is what <laughs> is what the whole thing came about. But he was doing that because he knew Kevin was going to have a reaction to it. Mm-hmm. So he baited him, you know, and he got what he wanted out of it. You know, that was the whole thing. That's what people need to understand is that when you make those kind of moves, you're doing it because you know it's going to be a reaction to it. Yeah. So you're baiting people. But Kevin's had time lately. He's, he's replying to anybody. <laughs> he's got a lot of time on his hands. <laughs> anybody, can, anybody can get this work. <laughs> yeah, of course, man. That's why uh, it's interesting when he does get back and he's playing for Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Let's see if Kyrie's going to even be there. I think so. Yeah, let's see how much time they got that the team has for him. Yeah. Because they'll push him to the side and be like, we don't need you no more. Mm. It's a business at the end of the day. This ain't about partnerships or friendships or none of that. This is about business. This is about getting championships. This is about bringing in revenue. And if you ain't doing that for my squad, we start Xing out. Mm. Who got to go? Yeah. That is the major thing here. So he may not even get to that point where he is uh, playing with Kevin Durant. But it, it, it's going to happen. But it may not either. You never know with how the NBA or how these teams are rolling out now. Right. And speaking of that, speaking of surprises, who do you think is one of the biggest surprise teams in the league this far this season? The Oklahoma City Thunder. Really? Yeah. Because <laughs> nobody, even with the, with the addition of Chris Paul, nobody expected them to be them and the Miami Heat is mm-hmm. another one. To me, it would be the Heat. Because I didn't think the Heat would be second. A second we, while we sitting here right now, the Thunder was going to be considered a bottom feeder. One of them, uh, of course, the Warriors. I, I, I can't even label them as a surprise because we all knew when everybody was gone and people got hurt that they was going to be at right. the bottom. So that's not a surprise to me. Right. The Kings falling off is something that's surprising because I expected them to be better. Mm-hmm. Um. The Grizzlies getting in the thick of things right now. John Morant is the rookie of the year. John Morant right is now. special. He, that boy can ball. <laughs> John Morant can ball. I'm convinced he could play with a blindfold on. Probably he could. He can ball. He, yeah, he can ball his ass off. Uh, the Thunder uh, being surprised. And then on the East course, has got to be the Miami Heat because they're sitting pretty right now. They are. As long they, as long as they don't coast and they continue playing well, They'll be one of the surprising number two spots because ain't nobody going to pass the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm-hmm. They're I playing agree. too high I agree. right now. They're about the best record in the league. And for me, for the Heat to be seated so high, and yet their core is so young, they have two players on their team that could be legit contenders for Rookie of the Year as well, Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn. 
Bam Adebayo is playing some good basketball as well. I'm surprised Eric Spoelstra got these guys balling yes. like they are, man. Yes. Because I'm, I, I seriously was thinking that Miami Heat would be a bottom feeder playoff team, or you know, looking in for the lottery. And here they are right now, and they sitting was one of the top three teams in the East. Mm -hmm. It's freaking amazing, man. Yeah, that's a, that's a huge surprise, yeah. without question. Yes, I'm surprised by that too. So Arlington, um, for the listeners, yes, and just like for fun, if you had to pick an MVP right now in the league, you, in the league, who would you choose? Damn. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It's just hard. We're sitting right now, we a little more Almost close to halfway to season. Yeah. Um, I would give co MVPs to who? LeBron and Giannis. Okay. Because the Lakers ain't sitting thirty seven for nothing. Right. You know they ain't sitting on top for nothing. I, and I, I, I just ready to see what happens when we get to April and May. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh them two guys are pretty much if you if you remove the both of them, where do they go from here? Mm-hmm. That's very true. Yeah. That's very true. And, and one, that's how you determine a valuable player too. I want to speak a little bit briefly about the all star thing. Mm -hmm. They need to remove fan votes. In every all star game. Yes. That goes for hockey, that goes for basketball, that goes for baseball. Cause I think uh in the Pro Bowl, get rid of that. It's it's sickening. Because there should be no freaking way why Taco yes, Ball has all-star votes. Top 10 <laughs> in all-star votes. And yes. he doesn't do anything. Yes, he's played four games. Like literally the, four games. That's like the NHL where they had one that one guy, he was a he wasn't even playing much. He got penalty minutes and he started in the all-star game. Won the freaking MVP. That's what it, it irritates. And Alex Caruso could go along with this, too. In the top 10 in votes for the uh, for the West in the All-Star game. Why? Why? Talking about this is who I want to see in the All-Star game. No, the hell I do not. <laughs> I love Taco, but Taco don't deserve All-Star votes. Yeah. Deserve, and then you wonder why cats like Damian Lillard still uh, sitting uh, outside in, wondering why he can't get into the All-Star game. Yeah. It's a popularity contest. I hate that. It's a popularity I hate contest. that. And, oh, you're hating on Taco. No, I'm hating on the people that voted for him. Mm -hmm. Taco is Taco. But why are you voting for a guy that ain't even... I understand he's a great story. I do get that. I get it. Him playing in the All-Star game doesn't make sense. If anything... If you want some laughs, put them in uh, one of them events on Saturday night. Yeah. And then they're going to look at it as a clown show. Yeah. Okay. So, which I feel bad for the Chicago Bulls because I don't think they'll have any representatives. They may. They, they may be on Saturday night, but they damn sure ain't going to be on Sunday. Yeah, not on Sunday night. No, not on Sunday night. Excuse my French, man. But, you know, <laughs> no, it's okay. It's just okay. get animated about this stuff, man. Let it out. <laughs> That's the point I of the show. Let it out. I hate when they do stuff like that. You've got to get rid of the fan vote. Yeah. It's dumb. It's stupid. And it it is going to – people are just doing that just to – get a good laugh out of it man and that's not okay mm -hmm. people the, the players take that serious man you know all-star birds give them bonuses mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying 
And <laughs> what does Taco get if he does get on the team? I'm not even sure. Like, how many, he on a rookie he, contract, how many minutes would he play? <laughs> if Taco Fall were to get into the hospital. Wait, and somebody go out and dunk on him or something, man, you know? I'm like, I don't even wish that on him like that. Yeah. I don't want to see him look point. like a fool, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he might do well on offense, man, but I, don't, I hate to see him. Somebody try to climb that and, mm. <laughs> and try to dunk on the dog and oh, you know, catch him off How guard. Seven, six, seven, four. four? Seven, yeah. four. Because I, I was so pissed about that game, UCF against Duke. Oh, yes. That was a great game, but that's a topic for another day because yes. that game kind of got me riled up. I was and riled up about that wooey. game. <laughs> that was a great game, though. Yes, it was. Very great game. I, oh, I was on the edge of my seat the yeah. entire game, heart pumping and whatnot. Yeah. And then all my Duke fans, uh, Duke friends, their hearts were pumping too, they, uh -huh. and, they, and they have no choice but to admit that. Yeah, Duke had some pretty close games that entire run. Yeah. But um, for everyone who has been listening, thank you so much. You are listening to the Sports with Ashley podcast, powered by the In the Zone Network. I'm your host Ashley Wright, and today I was joined by a great guest, Arlington the A Train Lane. Arlington, where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the A-Train STL. You can find me on Instagram at the A-Train Show. You can also follow um, the XFL STL Talk Show on uh, various platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can also go to One Universal Production on YouTube as well. Yeah, you can find us there. Of course, the network, you know where everything is with the network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. This is In The Zone, and this is the network. Yep. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at Sports with Ashley or the Ashley W underscore and on Twitter at the Ashley W underscore. For everyone who has listened to this episode, thank you so much. And until next time. Welcome to the A-Train Show. Radio personality, Isis Jones. I appreciated being appreciated. Sometimes yeah. that little thing alone can, can go a long way where somebody says, yeah, we, we might need you. And, and better yet, it was time. You know, I, I think the climate in St. Louis is, is, is good. Um, we always talk about the negativity, not, and I always have a, a tendency to bring a, a lot more positivity to the situation. Mm -hmm. So I, yeah. I think y'all needed me. On the In The Zone Network. Hey, this is Ashley Wright of The Sports with Ashley podcast. If you're a fan of the In The Zone Network like me, you need to get your hands on some network gear from our online store. We got t-shirts, hoodies, bags, towels, and more. It's all here for you, our In The Zone fan. So get your hands on the latest gear at the In The Zone Network online store. Remember, your order is 100% backed by Teespring Satisfaction Guarantee. Go online today at teespring.com slash in dash the dash zone dash network.